leave them, I can't. Yes, go. You live. Go. You stay. We belong dead. This is episode number 62 of the We Belong Dead Horror Podcast. I am your old pal Lono, along with the Alan Thick of podcasting, Ian. <laughs> is, is it the Alan Thick or the Robin Thick? I never can remember. Yeah, a little from column A, a little from column B. A little father-son action yeah. over there on that mic. A little how's your father. Speaking of, I have a new mic that I'm using. You do? And I don't know that I like the sound. I sound a little muffled to me. Is it just me? I think it might be just you. Okay. Fair. Probably just me then. Uh, well, maybe I don't have to be as close to this one. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, uh, I'm sure we'll get letters if it <laughs> sure is, if it is they muffled. Come, <laughs> they come pouring in all we, the time. We don't have the time, guys. We just... We'd love to get back to all of you. <laughs> all of you, Robbie. <laughs> And Brian Keane, apparently. And Brian Keane, yeah. Well, let's let's be completely open here. Brian Keane didn't like send us an email to be like, hey, love the show. <laughs> he just asked if we were going to be at Scares the Care this year. <laughs> He's just a good guy checking <laughs> yeah. in on us. He's just a good dude. <clears throat> um, yeah. So what do you got? Oh, I thought this was all you. <laughs> oh, you mean like all the other 61 episodes? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, shit. Mm. Mm. I do have a bunch of news. Oh, good. And a bunch of stuff that I've watched. I got a bunch of stuff that I watched. This cool. is probably going to be a uh, 
looser episode. Oh yeah, this we don't have like a. There's not a. There's no bits. Well, there's no movie that we watch yeah. that we're gonna pick apart. It's just one of those normal hanging out episodes. Yeah, probably about twenty five minutes, I'd say. Yeah, because really, that's the longest we can stay in a room together anymore at this yeah, point. It's true. It's so fucking true. God, is it ever true? Motherfucker, it's true. It's the truth. I'm going to play a little something here. All right. Just to... Uh, uh, you'll see why. I like that little uh, that little uh, music you put together there. I, I, I forgot how much I missed our, our intro. Yeah, that's a little thing called... Uh, Lono remembered a, a site that lets you transfer for uh, YouTube videos to MP3 files. Nice. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're at least for a while going to be back to uh, the old preamble to the open. I love it, which is nice. Uh, the 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 big news for us uh, this this will give you a little clue. You know, a lot of people write me and say, "Hey, Joe Bob Briggs." It's happening. Two forces of nature are finally going to collide <laughs> in uh, Mr. Joe Bob Briggs and the We Belong Dead podcast. It was announced not long ago that uh, our hero, our leader, is going to be at Scares That Care this year. God damn. Yeah, I need to take a hit of <laughs> <laughs> this grape nuts weed. <laughs> I bought some weed last week. I swear to God, it's just grape nuts. But we found out the other night that it does the trick. It, it does. It's a it's a Virginia creeper weed. It sure is. Um. Yeah. So uh, with the announcement, it has an odd taste. It does have an odd taste. Uh, with the announcement, uh, neither one of uh, R- Richie nor I had heard news that uh, Joe Bob was going to be there yet, and. Uh, our good friend John Bowden texted me. Good friend and author. And fantastic author. And uh, author. And author. <laughs> uh, John John Bowden texted me and goes, uh, I don't remember the exact wording, but essentially are we going to have to clean up stains that were caused by Richie at this show? <laughs> like, probably. You mean like every year? Right. <laughs> um, and I assumed because i hadn't heard the news i assumed he was just talking about uh the shutter show coming back mm. um and then i just hopped on facebook and saw the uh the wonderful wonderful news 
that Joe Bob is indeed going to be at Scares of Care 2019. Yeah, he's there for all three days. And yeah. uh, is it the Friday or the Saturday? Friday. Friday night, uh, he is doing his, uh, his dissertation, his show in the auditorium, How Rednecks Saved Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, I just... Uh, I my like the hairs on my arms are standing up just talking about the, just knowing that I'm going to meet Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah, I I've we're going to try like hell to get an interview with him. Sure, I know we say that about people every year, but right. this is a little different. Yeah, um, so here's hoping. Yeah, but at the very least, you know, we're going to get the opportunity to to meet the man <laughs> who has made me cry on Facebook more than once. <laughs> <laughs> So that's very exciting. Yeah, like, it's oof. very exciting. Like it'd be, it'd be just simply wondrous if it was ooh, one ooh. or the other. If, Pulling out some Wonka words. Oh yeah. If if Joe Bob was either just going to be a guest, like in the in the celebrity room, yeah, or was going to do like his dissertation, like like in the auditorium, yeah, yeah. But he's doing both, yeah. And goddamn, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really really pumped. Um, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to approach him right. and not just become a puddle of fanboy. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Which it sounds like he's pretty receptive to that too. Like he understands. Sure. Like he, he's he's just happy when people come up to him. But it would be nice if we could say something intelligent <laughs> at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that would probably help Yeah, um, garner uh, respect. Right. <laughs> anyway. Um, he's on that issue of Fangoria, just staring at me right now. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting. I mean, Scares as a Care was exciting anyway. Sure. But this is just kind of a cherry on top. Yeah. A hillbilly cherry on top. <laughs> it's like a vodka-soaked cherry. I was going to say top. a moonshine cherry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that's very cool. Uh, we are, uh... A little more than a month away from you finally seeing Southern Culture on the Skids live. Yes, I am um, pretty fucking stoked about that. We've talked that. about them quite a bit on here and played them quite a bit, especially around the Halloween. Yeah. But yeah, I've seen them uh, probably a dozen times. Yeah. And uh, just ne- never has lined up for uh, Ian to, to catch him live. But that has all changed. Uh, so at the end of April, yeah. uh, we're going to hit the Broadberry. In Richmond, which is an awesome venue, it's kind of perfect yeah. for yeah for Southern culture. Yeah, yeah. So I looked up who's opening for them. It's a band called the Judy Chops. I think I'm going to play a little bit of their stuff later on. Really good. Yeah, really. I'd never heard of them, but what I've heard so far, I really, really like. And um, they seem to fit really well. Yeah, with Southern culture. I'm really hoping it turns into like both times when we saw Rocky, and like. You know his opening acts like we'd never oh, heard yeah, of, yeah. and then we see him live, and we're like, okay, yep, <laughs> right, love it. <laughs> Death Valley Girls, Bat Fang, and White Mystery. Yeah, yeah, meow, Well, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> it's been fun. Um, you know what? I uh, oh. <laughs> I mentioned them already, so I may, I may as well go ahead and play a little slice of the Judy Chops. Um, this is what the first thing I heard from them when I looked them up, and I was immediately in. Oh, 
I'm a sucker for anyone that does a killer cover if I put a spell on it. Oh yeah. I think I think on my iPad on my iPod I have at least fifteen versions of I put a spell on you. I have an album's worth of one song being done by different artists. <laughs> including but not limited to Shane McGowan. Oh Jesus. Yeah, it's weird. Alright. <laughs> So yeah, that's a little taste of the Judy Chops. I'm sure we'll play them as like a full song uh, eventually on the show. Because uh, uh, <laughs> they seem to be worth it. She never mentions the word addiction. Uh. Inside and company. Some, I'm sorry, I thought we were doing an acapella version of She Talks to Angels by the Black Crows next. That's what I have on my list. Simulamalamago, I won't let it roll. Won't you touch me? Touch, touch me. me. <laughs> uh, the Virginia Creeper weed. Mm. I tell you what. what you, let's get into something here, man. I got I got some news and I got some stuff that, we, that we've watched. Let's we, get into it. What do you, where do you want to start? Uh, let's go with news. Oh, news! I've got a I've got a thing that I play for news now. Oh, do you? Yeah. Do you though? Look, here's We're the thing. Be fine. Listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> All right, and here's the news. <laughs> uh, wonderful. He right, though. Infowars.com. <laughs> Be sure to check out all the supplements. <laughs> oh, and Lauren says, it, guilty. It's Ian's fault. Make sure you tell him that. Ah, nice. Anyway, no I'll, take, one, I'll no, take full responsibility for no, that. No one knows what that means. You're right. Um, well, Stephen, I guess, does. He listens. Sure. So he knows, yeah. he knows uh, Lauren pegged you. Little, uh, <laughs> and it was your fault. <laughs> yeah, it I sure was. I should make sure to tell you that. Uh, Sorry, Jenna. Lauren beat you to the punch. <laughs> oh, oh, is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably. I would, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, let's start from the beginning. Oh, I have so much news. Um, all right, let's, uh, da, da, da. oh, here's something everybody should look up. By the way, all the news comes from bloody-disgusting.com. I'm uh, not going to pretend like I'm an insider or anything. Yeah, right. They're my favorite source for horror news. I've been going to them for years. Yeah. They're not affiliated with this podcast. We would love for them to be. Sure. If anyone from Bloody Disgusting is listening uh, or knows someone from Bloody Disgusting, let them know. They are great. Uh, there's a there's a uh, an article in there I urge everyone to read called If Looks Could Kill, Then Death Would Be My Name. Uh, a retrospective of George Romero's Bruiser. Oh yeah, it's very good. It talks a lot about how that movie deserves more than it got. Uh, Toy Fair. It was announced that there's an official Jaws board game. Oh no shit! Coming out that looks really fun. Yeah, the board flips, and it's a two part game. Okay. Uh, the beginning of the game, you're in Amity and you're investigating the shark attacks. Uh huh. And then once you realize what's happening. You flip the board and you're on the orca. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
The only way that could be cooler is you flip the the board over and you play as the shark. <laughs> you know, someone may play as the shark. It may be like a oh. Dracula or um Don't you don't you talk to me about that game. Were you still stuck in a fog bank? Uh, apparently. <laughs> I kept tripling fog banks on it, and he fell for it every time. <sighs> and then Aaron would be like, you already lost the game. <laughs> right. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> but we've put three hours into this. Can we please have a satisfying ending instead of, oops, I forgot this one thing? Anyway. Uh, yeah, but that could be the case. Yeah. Or like uh, Whitechapel, how one person's Jack the Ripper. Oh, yeah. One person could be the fucking shark. That would be amazing. <laughs> You're just the shark in disguise the whole time. <laughs> it was me. Candy Graham. <laughs> I'm a dolphin man. <laughs> Flowers for Mrs. Arnold. <laughs> oh, we have fun. Um, <clears throat> hmm. I don't even remember reading this. I think some of these I may have just seen the headline. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, that sounds like it would be something good for there you go. for the show. Uh, official Universal Monsters board game, Horrified, turns you and your friends into the Monster Squad. Oh, fuck yeah. The stakes have been raised. Get it? Yep. In Ravensburger's upcoming board game, Horrified, which brings together the iconic Universal Monsters and pits you against them. Detailed by Gizmodo. Uh, the one to five player game comes with highly quality sculpted miniatures of Dracula, Bride, oh. Wolfman, Mummy, Invisible Man, and Creature. Yeah. Essentially, a village is being terrorized by the monsters, and you and your friends need to work together to take them down and save the day. So yeah, sounds basically sounds like this one basically doubles as Monster Squad, the board game. Uh, it's set to come out October first, and it's gonna be thirty five bucks. So I'm we're in. definitely gonna be buying that. Yeah, thirty five bucks. That's very affordable. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so rare that you are. Uh, it's true. Uh, also at Toy Fair, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, Toy Fair. Um, also there, uh, some horror toys had have been announced. Ooh. Uh, toys uh, from They Live. Oh, I saw that. Like the two-pack? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Halloween 2, Michael Myers with the exchangeable Ben Tramer head. Nice. Which I really want. Yeah. Uh, a new Sam. Yeah. From uh, Trick or Treat. <laughs> and uh, I saved the one that I'm most excited for for last, Decker from Nightbreed. That figure looks so fucking cool. <laughs> it looks cray-cray, boo. <laughs> Listen. I'm trying to reach a new demographic with the show. <laughs> Listen, boobé. <laughs> uh, oh, man. That's a weird noise. Uh, next up, <laughs> on uh, the thing, mm. Laid to Rest 3, Exhumed, is coming. Oh, no shit. Yeah. All right. That's all. I'm just going to leave that at that. But that's exciting. I love the first two Laid to Rest movies. Oh, for sure. Like, I really love the... There's a weird little section of horror movies that are fairly recent. Yeah. Do I not sound weird to you? No. <laughs> okay. That are, like, fairly recent. A lot of people within genre fans like us know them, but they're, they sh- I feel like they should be better known. Sure. Um, the Collector and The Collected is another one. Yeah. Uh, the Laid to Rest mm-hmm. films, uh, Wolf Creek films, and <clears throat> show. 
yeah, but but uh, yeah, laid to rest is definitely one yeah. of those. I loved how like the 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 like uh, how, how should I put this the uh, shift in tone from one to two, right? Yeah, because really the, cool. the collector and collection kind of did the same thing because, like, the first one's its own. It did. It sure did. Where it's like the first one is, you know, a, an inventive but still fairly by the numbers kind of slasher film. Sure, yeah, yeah. And then in the second one, they they expand on the mythology in, in a fantastic way. And in a huge way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially laid to rest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the one I meant when I said huge. Mm. Uh Almost like uh, Texas Chainsaw, the next generation level switcheroo, but you right. wouldn't know anything about that. I'll get there. I don't know that you will. <laughs> I'm just going to say this headline and then leave it up to everybody to look it up. Okay. Because I read it and it's fantastic. All right. Weirdly enough, 60s variety show The Banana Splits is being turned into a horror movie. <laughs> I did see that. So... Uh, Look that one up and then smile for a while because that's what I did. Yeah, I, I saw that, and and I didn't read the article initially. I just read the headline and immediately sent it to Richie with the comment, "This looks like something that you would be excited about." <laughs> and you were right. <laughs> um, production is getting ready to begin on Guillermo del Toro's Netflix horror series Ten After Midnight. Hmm. Uh, Guillermo del Toro, large head on him sure um sweetheart of a guy yeah he does seem like a really really nice dude he really does uh and i'm down sure i will, I will watch a uh a horror series called 10 after midnight yeah i don't know anything nothing is listed about it say <laughs> what what this what <laughs> But that's all I need. I mean, that's all I need to watch one episode. Right. Is, hey, Guillermo del Toro made this horror show. Right. Uh, Jason Reitman. Oh, we haven't. I don't guess we've really done anything since the teaser for Ghostbusters 3. No, not really. It's a great teaser. It is. It's exactly what a teaser should be. Right. No more, no less. Right. A lot of teasers are less. Yeah. This one was the perfect amount of... You hear that proton pack fire up, and you're like, huh? <laughs> Goosh. Um, Ivan Reitman, uh, Jason Reitman says uh, his Ghostbusters is a love letter to Ghostbusters. Fantastic. Good. Yeah. And, of course, Leslie Jones is angry. Yep. Leslie Jones, or uh, with, luckily no one listens to this podcast. Or I would get in trouble for saying this, probably. Leslie Jones, or as I like to call her, Tracy Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I've never seen the two of them in the in the same in the same room together, and they're both equally as unfunny. Yep. And they're built the same. Yep. Like physically, she's a big lady. She is a big lady. I don't mind a big lady. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> This is exciting. George Romero's unfinished novel, The Living Dead, has been completed, and it's coming in 2020. Nice. Before he passed away two years ago, the legendary George A. Romero had been working on a brand new zombie novel, novel, hmm. novel titled <laughs> The Living Dead, which was set to bring his long-running zombie saga off the screen and into the world of print. Sadly, Romero never got the chance to complete the novel, but that hasn't put an end to the project. As we told you around this time last year, 
Daniel Krauss, who penned The Shape of Water's novelization, had signed on to finish the incomplete novel. In a tweet he posted last night, he noted that he has turned in the massive zombie epic he co-wrote with Romero. Uh, In The Living Dead, on October 24th, John Doe rises from the dead. Assistant medical examiner Luis Akosea and his assistant Charlene Rutkowski are vivisecting him when it happens, and so the global nightmare beyond comprehension begins. I'm in. Oh, I'm not done. Oh. Greer Morgan is a teenager living in a trailer park, and when the dead begin their assault, the true natures of her neighbors are revealed. Chuck Chaplin is a pretty boy cable news anchor, and the plague brings sudden purpose to his empty life. I wonder if he works for WGAR. From the Crazy Zombie King saga. I mean, probably. YouTube.com slash Weirdo Church. <laughs> Carl Nishimura is the helmsman of the USS Vindicator, a nuclear submarine, and he battles against a complete zombie taker of his city upon the sea. And meanwhile, a mysterious woman named Etta Hoffman records the progress of the epidemic from a bunker in D.C., as well as the broken dreams and stubborn hopes of a nation not ready to give up. Spread across three separate time periods and containing Romero's biting social commentary with Krauss's gift for the beautiful and grotesque, the book rockets forward as the zombie plague explodes, endures, and finally, in a shocking finale, begins to radically change. All right. I'm going to be reading that, motherfucker. (laughs) This isn't really horror, but I just kind of want it on record. I was telling Ian earlier. I got the kind of high and lazy and nonchalant this weekend (laughs) where I ordered 11 books at one time. (laughs) So there's that. Yeah. I will soon once again own the entire Fletch series from Gregory McDonald. Very cool. I had a bunch of the old paperbacks. Right. I had all of them. Uh, But they were all kind of shilly-shallied together, as Pet Cemetery might say. Uh, from different publishers and the uh, oh, match right up. This is all from the wonderful uh, Blackstone Publishing. Those guys are great. Uh, and it's going to look beautiful. Nice. Can't wait. Um, next in the news. Again, all this news from uh, bloody-disgusting.com. Mm. Universal hired a street artist to spray paint a beautiful Universal Monsters mural on their back lot. Have you seen that? No. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it's gorgeous. I don't know why the link won't work. I'll try and look that up later for you, Ian. Okay. <laughs> but it looks beautiful. Um, R-rated Alien Isolation animated series reportedly on the way. Right on. That's cool. I put that one in there for you. Appreciate that. No problem. Um, uh, Eli Ross' history of horror is on Shudder now. Yeah, <laughs> this sure is news about it coming <laughs> to Shudder. Uh, what I didn't realize, though, uh, because I hadn't seen the original, apparently this is a a full uncut version oh. of his history of horror. Oh, right. So uh, those of us on Shudder, and again, we don't work for Shudder. Um, they don't they they don't give us any money or anything. Uh, but they could. We would be okay with that. (laughs) Much like Bloody Disgusting, if any of you work for Shudder, or uh, if you are Mr. Shudder, 
<laughs> Mr. Shutter, CEO. Let us know because we fucking love you. I got to say, for the price, I know it's genre specific. Right. But for the price, there is no better streaming service out there. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Five bucks a month. Yeah, it's crazy. And they and like monthly they're getting deeper and deeper into like crazy cool shit that they're adding. Yeah. And and if like if their interface is great, yeah. It's very user friendly. And and like I've said before, if if for no other reason it's worth five bucks to get access to the new Joe Bob stuff. Absolutely, but don't crash the server. (laughs) Um but also their original programming, uh, Dead Wax. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was called Dead Wax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Um, they have a, a few pod, like um, fictional podcasts yeah. that they uh, have on there. And it's just, you can listen to it. It's got like just a background. Yeah. It's a really cool idea to put yeah. a podcast on. I, I think I think they're doing wonderful stuff. Right. I think they're really, really great. So if you want to get us on Shudder, I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll do a Shudder show. Absolutely we will, yeah. You know. Um, just waiting on that call. Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone is happening. Looks looks uh, pretty good. Looks like I'm going to have to find a friend with a CBS All Access <laughs> uh, account. Yeah. That's how that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Flanagan's The Haunting of Hill House returns to Netflix with a new chapter in 2020. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm down. Apparently they're doing like the American Horror Story thing where it's like completely different. Every like, season is different. Like it's a different family dealing with the house, probably. Um, I would even say maybe a different house. Oh, okay. On a different... I mean, there are a lot of hills. That's true. <sighs> uh, somebody, I'm sure, gives a shit about this. <laughs> Someone named Catherine Hardwick is going to direct CW's The Lost Boys pilot. Sure. Yeah. And the uh, Frog Brothers are going to be the Frog Sisters. I now. think I have that in here, too. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh, uh, oh, I thought this was fun. Uh, Nathan Lane joins uh, Showtime's Penny Dreadful, City of Angels. Huh. Yeah. All right. I like Nathan Lane. I do, too. It's an interesting uh, show for him to be on. but Is it, though, really? <laughs> I think so. You would know if you could stay conscious through... Uh, that Two not, episodes of season one. That is not my fault. Um, okay, here's one that you'll probably enjoy. Long time. <coughs> there it is. Long time horror fans, no disappointment. We have suffered quite a bit when it comes to our beloved franchises, which have all gone through their own version of development hell. None quite as brutal as that of Hellraiser, Mm. which has been trapped in the Weinstein Company Dimension Films for the better part of 30 years. God damn. While we have seen several direct-to-video sequels rushed into production in order for the company to retain the rights, they have been in development on a remake for over a decade. Nobody knows the actual intentions or if the company was just spinning their wheels in order to keep the rights in their firm grasp. Over the years, we've learned of several remake attempts, one even by Clive Barker, the creator of franchise and its iconic pain loving Hell Priest. It says Pinhead, but I just I would much rather refer to him as Hell Priest. Yeah. In twenty eleven, director Patrick Lucier and writer Todd Farmer, who've done a bunch of stuff mm. that is good. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> uh, Drive Angry, they were behind. Oh yeah. 
uh, would spend the year developing several different takes on the Hellverse. I was able to get my hands on two of them. Um, so anyway, without reading all like 100 pages or whatever of this, um, this guy got to read two uh, fabled sequels and remakes uh, to the Hellraiser franchise. Nice. And gives you kind of the rundown of the take, and it's it's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, even longer three-hour ultimate cut of uh, Clive Barker's Nightbreed is being put together. Look, guys. Look, I- I'm here for it. I love Nightbreed. Right. But we're good. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not going to sit here and say I'm not going to buy it, because I probably am. I definitely will, unless Doug gives me a copy like Son he did of, of a bitch. Uh, Cabal Cut. Son uh, of my a bitch. friend Doug was in Hellraiser. <sighs> At least I got a good picture out of meeting him. Um, but no, uh, God damn it. <laughs> um, I, I, I will buy it, and I will watch it, and all that, but yeah, three hours is a bit it's, extreme. Yeah, yeah. When I hear three-hour cut of Nightbreed, I immediately think of the entire musical sequence. Oh, from well, that's that's all the new footage. Like, <laughs> it bumps it up to three hours because we get the whole set. It's a musical. Yeah. Uh, Tom Savini coffee table photo book biography coming soon. Yeah. That's cool. It is. Uh, Tony Todd gracefully offers his blessings to the new Candyman. That's nice. Yep. Yeah. Uh, as you alluded to a few moments ago, the Frog Sisters have been cast. I yep. hope that I hope that angers some people. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, but I hope there's some people to get mad about that. Oh, I'm there. Absolutely, you are. cannot recast Corey Haim as a girl. Like, Corey Haim wasn't a girl. Oh shit! I'm just saying. Mm. Seth Rogen is in an episode of The Twilight Zone. Nice. That's exciting. I, guess. I like that guy. Uh, there's a documentary coming up soon about Dan Curtis that I'm super interested in checking out. Mm. He's the, uh, the man behind Kolchak and Dark Shadows and Jack Palance as Dracula. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, there's another really fun, uh, article over on Bloody Disgusting that everybody should check out, uh, celebrating 10 years of brutal legend. I love that game. It was a really fun game. Yeah, that game did not get near the amount of love that it should have. It did not. Uh, Meyer Zarki returns this year with the official sequel, I Spit on Your Grave, Deja Vu. Mm. That's out of nowhere and yeah. weird. I didn't know that guy was still alive. Uh, I think, it could be wrong, but I think I read that it's coming straight to Netflix. Oh, right on. Uh, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. We will see. Um, there's a trailer out now for Good Omens. Yep. It looks very good. Yeah, we were talking about that a bit. I I need to go back and reread that one because I don't remember. I mean, I, I remember the overall plot, but I don't remember a lot of it, but I do remember thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah. Um, apparently in 1993, Clive Barker wrote a Night of the Living Dead book. Yeah. Take that takes place in London. Did you find it? I found um I found the first volume. I found <laughs> Oh, I found the first Oh, did I just slip into an Irish accent? 
Sometimes when I do a podcast, that happens because um, I'm, my ancestry. You're super interesting. My ancestry uh, is Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was able to find the first volume of because I, I can't remember if it's like graphic novels or if it's just a couple issues. You can't remember. I, I cannot. Okay. Okay. Um, but I was able to find the first volume on Amazon, but it was it was a little pricey. It was like thirty bucks or something. But I may pull the trigger here on that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Well, someone needs to. Hmm. Um, the uh, uh, the woman has a sequel. It does. Uh, Lucky McKee's the woman, uh, directed by the woman who plays the woman, uh, Polly McIntosh. Yeah. Um, that's all I know about that right now. Yep. But I'm willing to watch it. I sure. Mean, I, I love the woman. <laughs> I love the woman. <laughs> Love uh, Lucky McKee. Definitely love Lucky McKee. Uh, Jan Michael Vincent passed away. He sure did. At 74. Yeah. He had a rough final 30 years oh, or so. Oh, really? Yeah. A lot of drug usage, a lot of uh, uh, frailty. Uh, um, but star of, uh, star of Extro 2 and Ice Cream Man, oh Jan Michael Vincent. God. Oh, that's a movie. Fairly well, sir. And of course, uh, Airwolf. Of course. Um, what else do we have here? Um, can anyone? And I, I got no beef with Ellie Roth. Sure. Uh, he's fine. Yeah. My only problem with him is he's attractive. Right. And I, I need my horror like icons and legends to not be because it's it's not fair. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. A couple of people get a pass. Like, I would say, like, uh, Tom Savini gets a pass because it's, like, 70s porn attractive. <laughs> right. And I would say Greg Nicotero gets a pass because it's, like, 90s grunge sure. attractive. Sure. Eli Roth is, like, frat boy attractive. Right. And I fucking hate that about him. <laughs> but I've loved most of what he's done. And sure. I really dig him as an actor. That uh, Earthquake movie that he oh, was yeah, in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Aftershock, I, I think, think so, yeah. Really good. Um, uh, Death Proof, really yeah. good. Yeah. I, and I've enjoyed his movie. I think the Hostel films are fine. Sure. Um, I think Gavin Fever was great. Yeah. Um, however, can someone explain... I, I never saw this one. Okay. <clears throat> but can someone explain to me why Scream Factory is putting out like a legacy edition of... The Green Inferno? Uh, I I cannot. That seems weird to me. Yeah, it seems. I didn't hear anything good about the movie. Right, and it like just came it's, out. It's 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 too soon, man. Yeah, <laughs> too soon. But I'm sure Scream Factory will be awesome and just charge thirty five dollars for it. Right. Say Scream Factory. <laughs> I love you. You got get, get your shit together. You got some explaining to do. You got to get your shit together, man, because uh, you're you're not you're not winning right yeah. now. Uh, Hashtag Team Arrow over here. I'm afraid so. <clears throat> uh, back in the '90s, Dimension almost made a series of movies based on unproduced Rod Serling material. No shit. Why did you not do that? Right. Could have had Skeet Ulrich up in that shit. <laughs> Matthew Lillard. Ah, uh, Lillard. Lillard? Yeard. <laughs> Matthew Yeard. <laughs> it's Virginia Creeper Weed. It is. Guys. 
Um, that might be all that I've got. Let's see. Nope. <laughs> Taika Watititi. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, is uh, directing, writing, co-writing and directing a pilot episode for Apple of a little something called Time Bandits. No shit. Shit. <laughs> I, uh... Complete shit. No, I'm I'm in. No, I I feel like uh, of the modern directors, he's he's definitely a good choice. Taika Waikatiti. No, I agree. I think that guy's fabulous, and uh, I don't. I can't think of a a title being more perfect for a director. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, what you just said. Yeah. Why don't I just say I agree? Yeah. I agree. Uh, a fellow by the name of George Pavlou, mm. uh, you may not off the bat know the name, but when I tell you this quote, mm. you're going to know who the fuck he is and you're going to be real, real happy. Quote from George Pavlou, mm. we might reboot Rawhead Rex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason I own two copies of Rawhead Rex on Blu-ray. Nelly. That's uh, that's exciting. It is. Here's the thing with Rawhead Rex. It's going to be a feature movie for us at one point. Yeah. It's going to have to. We're going to run sure. out of movies. <laughs> no, but this is the thing about it. I heard about it for years and years. Yeah. And how terrible it was. Yeah. Um, and I never saw it uh-huh. until... Um, oh, I can't remember what who put it out. It was a company you wouldn't expect. Yeah. Like Arrow did it. Arrow second. did it later. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was. Um, oh, son of a bitch! That's gonna bug me, and it doesn't really matter. I don't guess, but it was kind of like a a a a a, 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 mm. a distribution company that I think of as being a little more highbrow. Yeah, I'm I'm working on it. I believe they put out um, the old Dark House in the U.S. as well. Kino Lorber. Kino Lorber. Yeah, they're the Criterion guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, I guess, I mean, look at it. Criterion recently has been putting out John Waters films. and Sure. So, good on you. Uh, but anyway, uh, I watched it when that came out. I really love that movie. It's pretty great. It, it, I don't understand why I got shit on some. I mean, the creature isn't the best right but you can say that about a hundred movies that you love everything else about that movie was great the evil priest yeah deacon whatever the the, uh the baptism yeah (laughs) was hot i i really love it i will go to bat for that movie yeah um so i'm excited to hear pavlou say that that he might uh resurrect it i uh I, i do think like with a movie like that you're really not going wrong by seeing it the first time on like a YouTube VHS rip, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> it kind of works for that movie. I love the Blu-ray. We rendition. did a commentary for Rawhead Rex, didn't we? We did. Yeah. yeah. Go back in the past and look that up. You'll see. It wasn't long after I first watched it. You'll you'll yeah. be able to tell how giddy I was. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's a lot to love about that movie. Uh, eighty-eight films is releasing the Anaconda franchise quadrilogy box set. Oh, good. So we can skip over that. That was the first uh, R-rated. I didn't know they made sequels to them. Oh, no, they did. David Hasselhoff's in one of them. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, the first Anaconda was the first R-rated movie I saw in the theater as a kid. 
Wow. Yeah. That's going to come back as trivia later, guys, and you can win something. <laughs> um, best David Hasselhoff performance. Go. Hmm. Dodgeball? No, Piranha 3 Double D. Oh, fuck, right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's genuinely really great in that yeah. movie. Oh, man. I need That's to... an underlooked fucking film. I've only seen it once. I need to revisit it. Dave Koechner. I love me some Dave Koechner. Yeah, you do. And I hate people that say I love me some, so I apologize for that. <laughs> it's up there with people who still say things like edumacation as a funny thing. Ugh. Yeah, that kind of... <laughs> I should do a uh, like a one-off podcast of just shit like that that irritates me. A real uh, 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 Mickey Rooney, yeah, kind of kind of thing. Like you know, when he, Andy Rooney. Andy Rooney. Thank you. <laughs> I knew it was one or the other. A real like Andy Rooney kind of thing, yeah. where it's just like. But I could do it as Mickey Rooney. Please do. <laughs> where it's just you on a mic talking about shit that pisses you off. Here's the thing. I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> um. Bruce Campbell joins the cast of Netflix's animated zombie series, The Last Kids on Earth. All right. I didn't know that was a thing, but okay. I didn't either. People love when you mention Bruce Campbell, so. There you go. We mentioned Bruce Campbell. We can hashtag Bruce Campbell. There you go. Yeah. I'd look, I love Bruce Campbell, sure. too, but like, yeah. the more time goes by, the more I'm like, guys, let's get off Bruce Campbell's dick a little bit. There are, <laughs> right. some, there are people like, uh, um, like um, Jeffrey Combs. Who could use a, a little more, more on of his a, dick than right. he has? <laughs> uh, the great Larry Fessenden is uh, returning with his take on Frankenstein, a movie called Depraved. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, I am very excited. The only there are two ways that I can think of right now that scares the care. The, there are only two ways right now that I can think of that they could get better this year for me. Okay, if Larry Fessenden showed up. Oh, absolutely. Or uh, Don Coscarelli. Oh yeah, yeah. Or both. I would love for, because I, I didn't go the first year. I, I did. <laughs> I would love for Stuart, Stuart Gordon to come back. I would, too. I would absolutely love it. He, he was one of the nicest people I've ever met. Yeah. And also, if Joe Lansdale could come back, yeah. that'd be cool, too. I would love Joe there every year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Stuart Gordon. I'm sure I've told the story on here before, but just such a sweet, sweet gentleman. And his mm-hmm. wife was there. Who gets her eyeball sucked out from beyond? That's right. Uh, she was a she was a fucking <clears throat> delight. Yeah, they were just wonderful. Uh, Last thing I want to talk about real quick. It's not really news. I should I should have been pushing this a lot before now because the campaign is over. But I am a proud sponsor on Kickstarter uh, or producer or whatever on Kickstarter backer. Proud backer on Kickstarter of a uh, documentary that I cannot wait to see come to fruition called uh, In Search of Darkness. Yeah. Uh, it's about 80s horror. Um, you can follow them on Instagram. They po- they've been posting a lot of stuff. It's amazing the amount of people they've gotten to be involved. Yeah. Uh, Combs is one of them. Oh, nice. Crampton. Um, but a ton of people. And they've, they've recently... I guess they've finished all their interviews and they're cutting them and they've been posting like bits of them and they have one uh, with Combs, they have yeah. one with Joe Bob, um, and a few other people. Nice. Uh, uh, Tony Todd, I believe. Nice. Um, on their Instagram. But it looks, and there's a trailer up on YouTube for it, so look up In Search of Darkness 80s Horror. It looks incredible. Nice. And um, yeah, I, sh- I think I'm supposed to be getting the Blu-ray in March. 
Oh, nice. No, this is March. This May. is March. <laughs> I believe May. So that means August, probably. Probably. By Kickstarter standards. Um, something that's not really uh, related to this podcast at all, but a long time ago I started writing down character names. Like whenever I would come up with like a funny character name. Right. Uh, and then I lost the document. Ugh. And I was really upset about it. Yeah. And like six months ago, I uh, started it up again. Yeah. But they haven't been coming to me as quickly as they did the first time. Sure. So I only have two. Six months ago, I came up with a guy named Officer Dim Fixins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> D-I-M. Dim Fixins. Uh, he's kind of like a like a southern deputy from sure. from like uh, uh, from like Bloodwaters of Doctor Z or something like that. <laughs> All you know? right, or uh, <laughs> from, from uh, Laser Blast. Oh Jesus! Yeah. And then I came. Up, I was. It's been six months hmm. since I've been able to come up with another name. Uh, so the other day I came up with a guy named uh, Abu Dhabi Crenshaw. <laughs> okay. I'm All not right. sure what he is yet, <laughs> but I just love the melding of those. You could go in a lot of directions. That's that's the genius of me. Yeah. You need versatility. I'm very direct. I'm multidirectional. Yeah. Sexually. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I know it. Um, that's, that's all I've got. Uh, that was a lot, though. Uh, one more thing. I've like, got some questions and topics in case we get to interview Joe Bob. Oh, right on. Yeah. I'm not going to... I mean, you'll be surprised. Yeah. If we don't get to interview him, then uh, the podcast After Scares That Care will ask each other these questions as though we're Joe Bob. And do our best Joe Bob impression. Yeah. Oh, hello. (laughs) I got to work on mine. Yeah. It's uh, it's almost there. You got got something there. There's a little too much Shelley Duvall, I think. (laughs) Right. Um, Something that you informed me of when I got here. uh, It's not necessarily horror related, but it is related to us. And obviously... The listeners, you come here for us as much as the horror. I'm me. Um, but uh, speaking of documentaries, uh, one of our heroes, uh, definitely one of Richie's heroes. Yeah, the uh, guy who gave me my nickname. Yeah, um, Mojo Nixon. There's a uh, documentary coming out about him soon. There so, sure is. So that's super fucking exciting. Yeah, it's called the Mojo Manifesto. <coughs> There's a trailer on YouTube. I'm hoping they do like a Kickstarter or something. Yeah. For it. I had the privilege of hanging out with Mojo Nixon a few times. Yeah. That's something Joe Bob and I have in common. Oh, we could talk about Mojo Nixon. That's theirs. Uh, there you go. Uh, but yeah, when I lived in Danville, uh, my buddy Frank and his uh, now wife, Kristen, and I wrote a script. And I wrote a character based on, <laughs> that were not based on, but I had Mojo in mind. And uh, do I want to get? The whole story of just how I ended up knowing a guy who knew a guy who knew how to get in touch with Mojo because he's from Danville, right? Which is where I was living at the time, and I actually got in touch with him. He actually came over to the apartment and like got the script. <laughs> That's fucking invited surreal. Us to a show in Baltimore. There's a long story about that. I got blackout drunk, pissed on my friend accidentally. Secondhand pissed on my friend. I was peeing in a cup in the Cherokee uh, in the passenger seat and dumping it out the window. Not knowing that he had his window down. <laughs> he was sitting behind me. So every cup of piss came right back in on him. That's a real, like, Fairly Brothers movie it really kind of was, scenario. Until the third time when he was like, what, what, are you, what is hitting me? <laughs> it was bad. It was really bad. And why does it taste like blood? Oh. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, but that that uh, I can uh, connect that to horror because uh, Mojo Nixon was in the classic uh, trauma film Butt Crack. <laughs> I think that's what it was called. That tracks. I mean, it sounds. <laughs> it sounds right. It does all right though. Well, I tell you, boy, I tell you, it's been a good time uh, talking with y'all. <laughs> Oh, Virginia Creeper. Thank you, Robbie. Oh, did Robbie send us an email he that, did. I, that I never read? He did. I think I think he did. You keep saying he did, but I think you're right, which is weird. Yeah, that's like three times tonight. I'm on a fucking roll. Robbie. What episode of Family Guy did Ian watch high that was so special? Hmm. I think it was the one where uh, where Meg finally snaps and like tears her family apart, like verbally and emotionally. Yeah, which is also the one where Brian takes mushrooms. Well, the next one. Oh, they was, were okay. Yeah, yeah. No, they were the same episode because Stewie was dealing with Brian. Oh, that's right. Because he like cut his own ear <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was, I don't know the title of mm-hmm. it or the. Uh, season or number it's in it's in one of the more recent seasons yeah it's it's yeah um (laughs) not now family guy yeah uh also robbie sent us a few emails sorry robbie oh i hope you still listen Uh, i just saw the sneak peek trailer for score scory stories to tell in the drag what (laughs) for scary stories to tell in the dark (laughs) do you smell toast Are any of you guys excited? I read all the books as a kid, and those illustrations really boosted the scare factor. I plan on taking my daughter and a couple of her kids. Fuck it. It's time to give them nightmares. Yeah. I'm super stoked. Um, I don't know how uh, important those books were to you, um, but as a as a monster kid, um, really your, your two go-tos for scary stories were Goosebumps, which I think I aged out of pretty quick, but I do, I, you know, I did enjoy them. But the scary stories to tell in the dark, man, they're just great because a lot of them are just like old folk folk tales and shit. But the and that alone would be would be great. But the artwork in those books just has stuck with me in a big bad way. Uh, and I think a lot of people are kind of in the same boat. So it sounds like it's a lot like the art style is a lot like uh, Beetle Bailey. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, Wizard of Id. Blondie, more, I would Dag- say <laughs> Wizard of Id. Um. Yeah, I, I I hate saying this, but they have never been a part of my life. Yeah, uh, I feel like they should have been. Right. Uh, I remember seeing the covers and stuff, uh, and and I'm fairly familiar with a lot of the artwork and right. it's, it's terrifying it is um were there like three of them yes yeah uh i think you can get them on amazon in like a slip cover maybe mm-hmm. or, or something yeah i need to do that at some point because uh yeah i feel like i need to know what that is especially if i'm gonna watch the movie which I, i'm sure i will yeah but yeah it's one of those things that like i i've never known but i'm certainly not again it yeah yeah, they are delightful. Is that the right word for it? Yep. Actually. <laughs> for me, it is. Because they look like uh, the equivalent of uh, 
the feeling I get from Adult Swim at like 4 a.m. Like, if I'm too high, I shouldn't read scary stories to tell in the dark. Right. You looking some stuff up? I am. Over there, Sorry. Officer Dim Fixins? <laughs> yep. All right. Um, yeah, no, I'm pretty oh, I excited. Thought you were, I thought you were checking Amazon for scary stories to I tell was. in the dark. Oh. Yeah. There's nothing? No, they're on there. Are you not going to let people know? <laughs> I thought you were looking up to like confirm, because I said I think you can get all three in like a slipcase or something. Yeah, I mean, you can get them in a three-pack. There's also versions where it's just like one compendium, which I, which I have. Oh, nice. Um, but, I mean, to buy them individually is like crazy cheap. It's like seven bucks a, a pop. Oh, why aren't you people doing this? Right. I'm going to add them to the We Belong Dead wish list on Amazon, which is a thing. Robbie knows because he bought us Replicator. He sure which does. Which soon we need to do a commentary for because of reasons right. that no one could cite. <laughs> hey, anyone out there, tell me why we have to record a commentary track for Replicator. <laughs> Let's test this fucking theory. This angry creeper weed from Virginia. Um, but yeah, we do. So yeah, and there is, and I'm going to add that. Uh, you know what? We're, we don't. We know what we are. Sure. We don't do Patreon. We're not. We're not that. Like, I think we have. We don't have a very inflated view of ourselves. Mm-mm. Like, we know where our place is right. in the podcasting universe. We we appreciate among, more than anything in my life, anyway. The people that do listen to this. Sure. Like, my a good friend Drew from elementary school. I heard from out of the blue the other day. He's a listener. Nice. Uh, hey, Robbie, Drew. Steven, yeah. uh, you know anybody that that, that listens. It means a lot, but um, chopped liver, chopped liver, and uh, Kim, Kim, twisted. That's right. Uh, can't wait to see them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, super fans. Um, it's it's awesome to have that. Where was I going with this? Oh, but I mean, there's some stuff, um, on on our Amazon wish list. That is actually like legit stuff that we could use, like for the studio, sure. and stuff like that. So if you wanna, if you would, if you wanna be like, hey, we really like this podcast. They they deserve more listeners than they get, or whatever, or they deserve a little help, right? Um, and you got a little extra cash, head over there and buy us a couple mic cables, or you know, yeah. you know, um, that would really make our day. If not, just keep listening and hit that share button and spread yeah, us around for sure. That that's what needs to happen. We need to be spread around more. That's what I think, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to go off on that little rant. <laughs> I hope it didn't come off too angry. No, because no, I, I do so. uh, mean that I appreciate the people that do listen. And it means, uh, it means so much. I'm so sorry. Uh, Chad listens, and and his um, incredible girlfriend Willow. Yes. They listen. Uh, good people. Down in Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go to a song? Sure. Which one do you want to go to? Do you have one in mind? I do, yeah. All right. I think I typically go first, so if you want to want to switch it up. Oh, I don't know if people are ready for what I got in store. <laughs> I uh I went diving cuz I was uh I don't even remember how this happened. But something rekindled my my uh long dormant love of a subgenre of music that has 
vastly gone forgotten. Oh. And there's not nearly enough of it in existence. I'm intrigued. But the few things that are in existence yeah. are fucking great. Okay. And I'm going to be judged for this, and that's oh, fine. Oh, shit. It's a subgenre of music that I like to call... Oh, man. Spooky Story Outlaw Country. Okay. Yeah. David Allen Coe did it. Yeah. With a song called The Ride. Uh-huh. Not playing that one. <laughs> I'm playing another one. This is like uh, the hillbilly music, hillbilly outlaw music from the 80s version of Twilight Zone. It's a whole story in like a really creepy song. I am I am on board. I'm pretty sure you've heard this because I think I ran it past you. Okay. But it's the Charlie Daniels Band. Oh. With a song called The Legend of Woolly Swamp. I don't think I've heard this. Oh, boy. Charlie- I, I hope you haven't. Charlie Daniels is a uh, is a delightful human being as well. Very right wing. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he does look like a muppet. He sure does, especially with the hat. So please, and if if any of you listening out there know of any other like songs, yeah, those are really the only two I can think of. Oh, like in this in this genre, <laughs> in this subgenre. <laughs> um, I'm sure there are more out there. If sure. you know them, send them my way, and I'll. I'll play them on the show, but yeah, this is uh, from the 80s. It's uh, from my childhood. I remember this song big time when my parents had parties, like in the basement. Like key parties? No, or? just parties. Oh, okay. Maybe key parties. I don't know. <laughs> I was a little kid. Would you have known? <laughs> no. Uh, so anyway, that's enough of that. Uh, this is for you, Robbie. Uh, the Legend of Willie Swamp. Oh, just off the bat. Oh, yeah. So 80s country.
was white trash and lived over on Carver's Creek. They were mean as a snake and sneaky as a cat and belligerent when they'd speak. One night the oldest brother said, y'all meet me in the woolly swamp later and we'll take over Lucius's money and we'll feed him to the alligators. They found the old man out in the back with a shovel in his hand. Thirteen rusty mason jars and just dug up out of the sand. And they all went crazy and they beat the old man and they picked him up off of the ground and threw him in the swamp and stood there and laughed as the black water sucked him down. Then they turned around and went back to the shack and picked up the money and ran. They hadn't gone nowhere when they realized they were running in quicksand. And they struggled and they screamed but they couldn't get away and just before they went under. They could hear that old man laughing in a voice as loud as thunder. That's been by there yet. There's a spot in the yard in the back of that shack where the ground is always wet. And on certain nights if the moon is right down by that dark footpath, you can hear three young men screaming. You can hear one old man laugh. Was that not the fucking best and the worst? Yeah. <laughs> At yeah. the same time? Yeah, it was... Uh, uh, I wasn't sure what to expect going into it, uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's good. Kind of great. It kind of sucks. Yeah. But it's also kind of the most badass oh, thing I've man. ever heard. It's, uh, they, use it's the, they use the word belligerent in that song. They sure do. That's the biggest shock of that song for me. <laughs> And at the end, man, when it's like, you can hear three young men screaming. You can hear one old man laugh. (laughs) I love it, man. That is a big old slice of my childhood that I could let y'all in on. Next Radio Lona, look out, because that may be the (laughs) sing-along. I didn't realize that I knew exact beats, even when he's just talking. Yeah. I've got that song. Down, son. Maybe next week we'll play The Ride by David Allen Coe. That's another story. There you go. Involving the ghost of a little fellow by the name of Hank Williams. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> did you really like, kind of like that? Oh, no, I did. I did. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It didn't sound like <laughs> your voice went up. Oh, yeah, I did. I went a little Jack White with it. I think that we are going to be able to listen back to this podcast. Uh-huh. And pinpoint the exact moment I got too high. <laughs> that's that's fair. It's yeah. right before the Amazon rant. I think yep. <laughs> it's yep. like right there. <laughs> Thank God we had Charlie Daniels to calm me down <laughs> in between, <laughs> or things could get uh, ugly. Yeah, ugly uh, or ugly. It's ugly, ugly. Uh, uh, tomato, potato. <laughs> 
Um, this is going to be fun because we both have quite a bit that we've watched recently. Yeah. And uh, quite a bit that I'm looking forward to talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, without further ado, mm. I guess I'll start it because uh, if I don't start, none won't be none. That's very true. But there needs to be. <laughs> Some. Yeah. Thank you. It's like, I mean, we're so close. Sometimes it's like we finish each other's sandwiches. What is that from? I, I don't know. It's a great joke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of great jokes, this is wasn't me by any means. This was Alfred Hitchcock. <sighs> I was watching an interview with Mel Brooks last night. Yeah. Because I was looking for that interview where he talks about the time he went to dinner with Hitchcock. You've seen that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they do this huge meal, and then at the end of it, Hitchcock goes to light a cigar and then pulls away and calls the waiter over and says, do it again. <laughs> and they bring every entree and like out again. It's amazing. But there's one. But he's telling. So I found this thing where he, showed, he was telling Hitchcock about high anxiety. Yeah. Which is his spoof of Hitchcock films. Right. Which is very underrated. By the way, um, and Brooks said, Hitchcock said, I've got a joke that you should use. I don't do a great Hitchcock. I've heard the the key to doing a good Hitchcock is to tuck your tongue between your teeth in the back, like your molars, uh-huh. and talk with your tongue still back there. All right. No, no, that's an older Groucho Marx. <laughs> I think that's an older Groucho Marx. Anyway, boy howdy. Um, the joke is, and he said he didn't have a place to use it. Right. But it's so funny, and to think that it came from Hitchcock. Okay. You have to picture it in your head. I don't know about this mic, man. Um, a guy is running from the bad guys, and he gets to um, a dock like where a, a ferry is leaving. Uh-huh. And the ferry's like 12 feet away. And the guys are like right behind him, and he gets to the the end of the dock and jumps, and just barely gets on the ferry. Yeah. And then we cut to a wide shot, and you realize the ferry is coming in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's pretty great. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And I love that it came from Hitchcock. Yeah. So. So, so there's that. Uh, watched. Here we go. I don't have quite as much as I thought. Yeah. Maybe ten. Yeah, I've got about that or much. So. Um, oh, there's another th- Oh, I'm so glad I wrote this down. Oh. Like two weeks ago, I was telling you about it outside, but I was like, I don't want to spoil it. Right. Because I might actually get emotional if I bring it up for the first time on the show. Oh, right, right. The okay. Ghostbusters thing. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we'll get to that at the end. Um, I watched You Might Be the Killer. Ah, yeah. On Shudder. Not a sponsor, but are, you're welcome to be. But might could be. <laughs> totally, really should be. <laughs> right. We could be a part of uh, the last drive-in. Oh man! Like they cut to us here watching the last drive-in. Right. <laughs> yep. I please. We don't say anything. We're yeah. just smoking weed. Yep. And are very very happy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I watched uh, that. You might be the killer. Yeah. Uh, Shutter. Was it original? Ah, I don't think it was an original. I think I it think had. They some got distribution. first rights. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Exclusive. Yeah. Not original. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Fun. Um. Not. Great. I mean, not, I mean, you know, not. I'm not like swinging from the rafters with excitement about it. Right. But I really liked it. It was really fun. Mm. It reminded me of that era where um, 
you would go to Walmart and there would be like new release horror movies that you'd never heard of that you could tell were kind of low budget. Right. And they were pretty cheap, so you would buy like five unknown movies. Right. And like two or three of them would end up being like really fucking good. Right. Like uh, Nightmare Man. Oh, yeah. Like that era. Right. Uh, like when uh, Ghost House was like putting out a collection every October with like Dance of the Dead. That's another really good one. Yeah. Uh, it had that kind of vibe. Okay. Where I was like, fuck yeah, <laughs> that was really fun. Uh, I didn't realize Allison Hannigan was in it. Yeah. She's really good in it. Yeah. Uh, everybody's really good. It's it's good. It's really good. It's very good. I would say good. It's good. You can hear one old man laugh. <laughs> we need to do a music video for The Legend of Willie Swamp. Uh, what do you think, Lucius Clay? <laughs> I'm down. Or am I Lucius Clay and you're the leader of the Gabor Boys? I think that works. There's white trash lived over in Booger Creek or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, we, we could do that. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. We totally need to do that. It'd yeah, be, the be, boys could be like me, you, you and Ben Justin. and Rob. Oh. Because I love the, the three of you are brothers, but you're white. Right. <laughs> 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 two of the brothers are clearly oh, we're part gonna, Asian. We're going to Asian them up. No. Too. Uh, <laughs> or they could stay the same and I could be super asian up. <laughs> That might be better. Like, I was thinking like, like Rob and his Fu Manchu get up from uh, uh, Devil's Curfew, yeah. well, YouTube.com. I could do that Church. have like the full like Raiden hat thing. and Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, but <laughs> Raiden wasn't even fucking Look. Asian. He was Christopher Lambert. <laughs> Christopher Lambert, sir. <laughs> Not in my country. Uh, so what did you watch? Oh, yeah. You, what uh, you watch? I watched some stuff. Um I love that idea though of doing that as a as a video. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to write that down actually because we're high enough we might forget. You are right. Uh, what was that song called again? The Legend of Woolly Swamp. There's a spot in the yard in the back of that shack where the ground is always wet. Okay. Oof. So the first one on my list isn't belligerent when they speak. <laughs> Isn't uh, full horror, um, but it is a chilling movie and such a well-made movie. It, it's been a, it had been a minute since I'd seen it. If you don't want to talk about it, it's fine. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, Sam and I got the bug to watch it. Um, uh, Zodiac. Sam and I'm a lemma go. <laughs> uh, we watched Zo- oh, Zodiac. 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 Yeah. Um, first of all, I forgot how many fucking great people are in that movie. Yeah, I typically just remember how long it was. It is a long one. Yeah, I wouldn't mind revisiting. I didn't remember hating it, right? But, uh, and then when you told me that you watched it, it kind of yeah. piqued my interest again. I totally forgot Brian Cox is in that movie. Oh, nice! Um, Playing uh, Death in Good Omens. Oh no shit! Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, that's perfect. Um, so this the movie you're not familiar with. It's a biopic on Ted Cruz's father, or Cru- Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. I mean, you can come here for your social satire if you want, America. Right. We can get political. Yeah. I don't even think it's satire. He is Ted straight Cruz up is the, the Zodiac, Zodiac, Zodiac killer. killer. Zodiac. Um, so, yeah, Brian Cox. Yeah. Um, uh, Rob Downey Jr., Mark Ruffalo. Uh, uh, Boris Karloff. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't think of his fucking name. Oh. Um, Donnie Darko. Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Mickey other Rooney. Other people. Too, <laughs> pretty sure Mickey Rooney is in that one. Or was it Andy Rooney? Is it? <laughs> um, Let's call the whole thing Udo Kier. 
<laughs> I heard you fucked a wolf once. No. I wanted to, but the mother wouldn't let me. <laughs> We're going to get to you soon, Udo. Oh, Don't we worry. sure are. We sure are. Um, yeah, no, He's just staring so, at me from the <laughs> corner over there. Um, I picked the craziest, most haunted picture <laughs> of Udo Kier when I met him. Yeah. Let me pick up that name. <laughs> he made us stop recording him. <laughs> he got very angry at Ben the first day. Um, but yeah, no. And then he, he was a drunken mess. The and then the he weekend. was, and he tried to rape one and of our he friends. Raped one, and of, did he rape. had sex with one right. of our friends? Well, yeah, yeah. Um, the mouth said no, but the heart said yes. You know what I mean? Um, he fucked him in his heart. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to listen back to this episode. Yeah. I already don't remember any of it. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, if you haven't seen it, Zodiac's great. Yeah. Um, but like you alluded to, definitely a slow burn. Um, right. Maybe a touch longer than it needs to be, but uh, still very, very good. It was Finchair? It was. Yeah. yeah. Huckleberry Finchair. <laughs> we, we could just end right now. Yeah, probably should. Uh, I watched uh, the third season of uh channel zero. Oh yeah i haven't delved into that you at should all dip in yeah all i haven't seen the fourth season but season one through three are very good yeah and in very different ways okay each season is completely different uh much like we were talking about with like american horror story right right <coughs> and, and i'm assuming hill house um and each one is based on like a famous creepypasta right that exists yeah uh, and they've been masterful, all three. The newest one was uh, really, really wonderful, and Rutger Hauer stars in it. No shit. Yeah. Nice. And I just, when I see him, I'm like, well, I'm watching this. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's a guy, he's an escaped prisoner with a thing around his neck that'll make him blow up if him and a random other person that has the same thing get too far apart from each other. Uh, yeah, I'll watch that. Yep. I did, several times. <laughs> Can't remember what it's called. One very good. Guess what? I'd watch it again. <laughs> Yeah, really the only thing I know like visually from that show is the fucking teeth. Oh, that's thing. that's the image that I will never show. Unnerving. Yeah, that's that season shit. one. And I don't know if like as far as imagery goes, if there's anything that tops that. Yeah. Cause that's that's the one that's burned into my head. Yeah. I have problems uh with like photos of like have you seen, I don't know if they're real. Okay. But like X ray photos of a jaw and it's got like teeth under teeth under teeth. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not good with that. <laughs> something about it. I think it's called, uh, I can't remember, it's like a fear of holes or something. Oh, uh, fuck. It's not trichodectophobia, is it? That's I, that's 13. It's something like that. Like or maybe tri- that tryptophobia is or something. Because okay. Sam has it too. Like, she can't stand that shit. Yeah. I've got, American Horror Story, one of the seasons had like a woman whose head was a, a like a, uh, oh, like a beehive. honeycomb. Yeah. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yeah, Can't Sam, deal with Sam it. hates it. Yeah. So, yeah, that teeth, that child made of teeth yeah. is the thing that I take. But, yeah, season one was um, something Cove, and it was about a creepy children's show. Uh, pa- uh, Paradise Cove? Pirate something Cove? Like so, something like that, yeah. Because um, I remember reading that creepypasta, and it is, that alone is unnerving. So yeah, I'm, yeah they, they did a great job. In season two, they did a great job with uh, the Dead End House, I think. Yeah, that one got really fucking trippy. Okay, and then Butcher's Block, um, 
I, I kind of put off Butcher's Block because all I'd heard was it was about cannibalism. Yeah. And even though te- I maintain Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the greatest horror film ever made. Right. I'm not a big cannibal movie guy. Uh, so I kept putting it off, but it's really not about that. I should have known that. Right. I sure. mean, it is, but it's, there, it's there's layers. far more. <laughs> uh, and Rutger Hauer is amazing. I, I highly recommend it. The first three seasons are on Shudder. Nice. Who should sponsor us. There you go. Uh, I'm assuming probably season four will drop there. Pretty soon, yeah. I, mean, I think it just wrapped up not long ago, so I look forward to that. But yeah, go go check out Channel Zero and get freaked out. Yeah, the, but all three seasons of that show had moments where, like, I would I was watching them here alone and high, of oh, course, right? But moments of genuine, like, okay, <laughs> I need to go out to the jeep, right? But it's two in the morning, and I can't move, and it's spooky out there. Yeah, it is. It's like the Woolly Swamp. Yeah. What's next for you? Uh, what's next for me Whoa. is... Uh, <laughs> Dropping up that oh elbow. Yeah. Not even looking at notes. Nope. Uh, is the first of two uh, super disappointing movies. movies no, oh, super no. disappointing movies on my list of shit I've watched. Wow, okay. Um, the second one is one we'll talk talk about together. Try one of these blackies. You should um, but uh, I watched a movie that I hoped was going to be more Evil Ed in its oh, terribleness. Right. Oh, these are dense. Yeah, they are. They're fudgy. Uh, it's always going to say it's almost fudge. Yeah, it's almost fudge. Um, I watched a movie that I bought just like on a whim in a Zavi sale <laughs> called "I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle." Now, in case you're in any way confused on the title. And therefore, the plot of this movie. Let me break it down for you. Uh, there's a vampire motorcycle in this movie. Did someone buy it? They did. The main character. <laughs> sure I ask you something, and I sure. don't mean to be offensive. Right. When was the last time you had a whim that worked out on, on a horror movie? <laughs> huh. I feel like your whims miss more than they should. Oh, yeah. Also... Motherfucker, like a half a bite of this brownie, yeah, is all you need for the week. Oh yeah, yeah. So rich, yeah. And so thick. Uh, anyway, so. Uh, but to answer your question, it's probably, it's probably fifty-fifty. Okay. Yeah. We just hear about the right, <laughs> and 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 when it when it works, it's enough to keep me going on giving in to my whims on probably shitty movies. And I will say, it's a lot harder, I think, for any of us to have a successful whim purchase nowadays. Yeah. Like that era I was talking about with, like, you go into Walmart on a Tuesday yeah, yeah, night yeah. and there are, like, seven new horror movies that you've never heard of. Yeah. That are, like, by the set designer of The Exorcist. You know, sure. Something like that. that. It was way easier to have a hit. Yeah. Those movies aren't out there anymore. And it's it was easier to take a chance, too, because yeah. they were so cheap. And oh, all yeah, that. yeah. But now it's like, here's a movie I've never heard of that Scream Factory's putting out. Yeah. Let me give it a shot $40 later. Right. And it sucks. <clears throat> yeah. You're right. It's a uh, goddamn shame. But, uh, yeah, I bought a vampire motorcycle. Not a good movie. <laughs> I feel like... And this Can is, you walk us through the movie? Because, uh, I'm, I mean, I get... I mean, the okay. title tells you what it's about, but... 
So it starts with, uh, <laughs> it starts with uh, two biker gangs uh, taking each other out. Like, like there's like a sneak attack on on the biker gang by a rival gang, while that gang is uh, doing a um, some kind of demonic ritual, like uh, assuming that they're trying to like raise a demon so that they can become more powerful and beat this other gang kind of thing. And they get their shit wrecked, but the, uh, ritual, uh, is complete. And so once the gang leaves, like this presence inhabits this motorcycle and that's really all you need to know. (laughs) There's a scene where there's like the main character has a, trippy dream within a dream where his dead friend uh, talks to him through a, uh, a shit that he just took I'm not joking that's a thing that happened in this movie um, it had the biggest name actor in the movie is someone whose name I don't remember but played C-3PO <laughs> uh, is there a Van Helsing in this film kind of yeah, there's a there's a priest who, uh, uh, when he finds out that the uh, there is a legit possessed motorcycle, kind of goes uh, almost to the level of the priest from Dead Alive. I kick ass for the Lord, right? But not nearly as cool about it. <laughs> and it's a new like a New Zealand movie, so you've got that going against it. Um, there's possibly the most flaccid uh, sword fight I've ever seen in a movie before. just been driven insane by we belong dead <laughs> welcome welcome aboard uh <laughs> I, I don't know if i've ever had better music timing no that, that was perfect yeah that was well done and i just needed you to keep talking about that movie <laughs> if there was more to talk about that movie i would have i would have followed through but uh oh man i hope that worked out i can't wait to listen to that back. yeah i i liked it um I like it too. <laughs> I the only reason I can justify still having that movie is that it was like a three for twenty dollar sale. Oh right. And right. so I'm just I'm just in my brain I'm telling myself that technically I got that movie for free. So it's fine. Right. <laughs> I've definitely had those moments. <clears throat> Every arrow sale. That's <laughs> what you got. Um that's it for me. Oh, I don't okay. think it's going to get funnier than what just happened. Um, up next, I watched, and you saw about 20 minutes in bits and pieces of, ah. another Shudder 
um, original, actually, um, Horror Noir. Mm. Kind of a history of uh, black folks in the in the horror genre. Yeah, and it's fucking great. Yeah, it's really great. I mean, what I saw, I loved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I loved it. I've watched it a couple of times since. Um, yeah, they talk far more about some movies that I thought they would just kind of pass over. Yeah, like Blackula, right, and um, Candyman, of course. And uh, Night of Living Dead has a huge section. But yeah, highly recommended. Nice. Horror Noir mm. on the Shutter Net streaming service. Thank you. Uh, do we want to delve into part two of Shitty Movie? <laughs> um, hang on. <laughs> do you have some prepared for this as well? This is a movie that should have been the fucking best. It should have been... Are we doing this again? (laughs) That should have been amazing. What was it? (laughs) It was the steaming pile of dog shit known as Death House. You got some input on this one. I got, I got a lot of bad shit to say about this. Death House is an insult to every horror fan. Yeah. In existence. Uh huh. And those who came before. Yeah. And it will taint those who come after. Yeah. Listen to me. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's bad. Like the first like five minutes I was like, I was on, I was mostly on board. I was yeah. like, you know, this could, this could be good. And then leather lace comes out. Yeah. And then other things, pretty much everything after that point happens, but it's got so many great people in it. How did that happen? Yeah. I want to know how this movie happened. You got, you got Barbara Crampton. And granted, I understand a lot of of actors, not only horror actors, but, you know, it, it, it's a paycheck. Sure. I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but how did one guy yeah. get that many, like, icons of horror yeah. to agree to be in such a pile of shit? Yeah. Yeah. Barbara Crampton, Dee Wallace, Tony Todd. Uh, Kane Dan- Hodder. Kane Hodder. Danny Trejo. Yeah. Uh, Sid Haig. Sid Haig. Uh, Sid Haig and his one scene is like the shining light of that movie, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, Bill Mosley. Did we mention Bill Mosley? Bill Mosley. Um, fuck, that movie is bad. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I, I did. I, I'm kind of proud of this. I came up with, like, the perfect tagline for this movie, like, the perfect, like, cover art quote. Okay. That I had sent to you. Lay it on us. Where I said that this movie is so bad that if I hadn't had weed to temper my anger, <laughs> I probably would have punched one of my dogs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, fortunate for you, you did not travel down the path of commentary track. No. Because you will want to hunt this director down with me. (laughs) 
and I and I and also, make him pay for what he's done. <laughs> I also had the benefit of you watching it first and telling me that it's dog shit. Um, yeah. Like you didn't tell me why. Like you didn't. There's no spoilers that that oh, were given. I wouldn't know where to begin sure. with spoilers. <laughs> um, you see, there are these evils. <laughs> I don't. I don't even want to get into the actual plot. <laughs> it just. It makes me so angry. Well, you see, Kane Hodder is a Nazi. Yep. This movie takes place in a year. Yeah. That exists or doesn't. It's a mad. It's madness. It, that the movie is maddening. Yeah, and the, I'm just grasping at like trying to find out what is happening. Yeah, and why it's happening and where it's going, and then it goes nowhere and nothing happened. Yeah, and there was nothing to grip onto, and I'm just like, I'm in the sunken place. That movie put me in the sunken place. <laughs> Someone, please send in, call in, do something. Let me know. If you can defend this movie. Yeah. Even if you didn't like it, but you can explain it. Sure. I don't... I would not know where to begin if somebody's like, what's Death House about? Uh, Oh, boy. (laughs) (coughs) It's about an hour and 20 minutes too long. (laughs) Can we instead just discuss the films of Stanley Kubrick for four days? Sure. And I could love Stanley Kubrick, but... Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Death House. Yeah, it sucks. I'm starting to think maybe we should have music behind every fucking movie review that we do. <laughs> I have to look up some more iconic classical music. Yeah, because those are the only two that I have right now. Uh, yeah, let's get the fuck off of Death House. Oh, okay. This is a nice little palate cleanser. Okay, good. Uh, we talk about it all the time on the show. I hadn't watched it since you and I saw it. Uh, a year or so ago, uh, Hell Baby. Oh, Jesus. What a delightful fucking film. I fucking love that movie. Everything about that movie. Yeah. The movie's misleading because I put off I put off watching it for quite a while mm-hmm. because I'm not a fan of, like, evil baby. Sure. Or uh, evil yeah. kid, aside from The Omen, of course. But yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like, and especially if it's going to be a comedy element. Right. Like, I, yeah. So it's deceptive in that it's not about that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's barely a hell baby in the movie. Right. It's not about that. That happens. <laughs> but. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, brilliantly written. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, obviously from a place of someone who does love horror. Um. Um, uh, perfectly acted. Yeah. Ricky Lindholm is nude as fuck <laughs> in this movie. You so, see all of it. And it is... For a very long time. <laughs> and I like it. Look, Ricky Lindholm doesn't sponsor us. She could if she, she could. wanted to. She could own me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let for, you two figure that for out. For a very low fee. If anyone, if you're Ricky Lindholm or know someone who is, <laughs> I we belong dead pod at gmail.com. I, I don't need catfish to be, me. Let's go. I, It'll even be fun that way. I don't, uh, I don't need to be involved in that, in that yeah, conversation. No, no, let's not worry about Ian on that one, Ricky. But, uh, what is happening on the TV right now? Alfred Hitchcock is making children laugh. Yeah. Uh, um, but God damn that movie. 
every time I think about that movie, I want a po' boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has one of the greatest moments in comedy timing uh, ever. Might be might be my favorite scene from that movie. Yeah, and it's, and it's so it's, simple. It's uh, Kumail Nanjiani does it. And when you watch oh, it. I wasn't even thinking about that one. Oh, oh okay. Oh. Yeah, and then when he leaves. Yeah. Um, a, something that isn't a joke is said right yeah. before he leaves. And then you watch <laughs> it play out as a joke. Yes. it's You have to see it. You'll know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. It's when Kumail Nanjani's character leaves the house. The greatest <laughs> moment in comedy timing in a long time. I, uh, what I was thinking of is, and I'm not going to try to recreate it, um, but possibly the funniest delivery of the line, what the fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have ever seen. (laughs) Yeah. They spooky. Masubu. Yeah. Check out Hell Baby. It's on Shudder. Again, it's on Shudder. (laughs) Shudder, hit me up. Ricky Lindholm, collar me. Let's do this. Or someone pretending to be Ricky Lindholm. I'm down for some fantasy play. It's cool. Yeah. Longdead at gmail.com. Just attention, Richie. <laughs> Please. Yeah. For the love of God. <laughs> Your God will not help you here. <laughs> oh, man. What you got next, baby girl? Uh, what do I have? Oh, okay. A movie that <laughs> you've had to hold off on talking about because oh, it took me so long to see it. We can finally talk about... Texas Chainsaw The Next Generation. No. Oh. Uh, we, we can, can find... finally talk about Texas Chainsaw 3. Leatherface. Texas Chainsaw 3. Nope. Oh. Uh, however. We can finally talk about that box set of Vincent Price films. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> It'll be a short conversation. Um, oh, boy. You know what? Hang on. I got oh, something for this. Oh. Oh, man. There you go. You're obviously talking about Phantasm Oblivion. Yep. <laughs> no, you saw 2018's Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about this. Holy shit. We can talk about this. <laughs> yeah. You uh, heard it here last. <laughs> <laughs> that's our motto. Yeah, uh, that's a task. Come and get us, bloody disgusting. We're all yours. <laughs> uh, and Ricky Lindholm. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, what'd you think? Uh, what did I think? I haven't talked about it. No, I I enjoyed it. I, uh, um, I, I mean, to to be fair, I think that and and to be fair on that, we should be fair. We should. We should. Um, I think, I, I think that's fair, uh, motherfucker. Um, I uh, mother fairer. I think uh, I had the. That benefit. was the least funny thing I've said all night. <laughs> I think I had the benefit of hearing from other people that it wasn't very good. So maybe my expectations were a little low. Sure. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. It was it was entertaining. I thought it was, uh, you know, it wasn't like the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, it's a but, little past time maybe for this to matter. Right. But I wouldn't mind us doing a commentary track for it. Sure. Or a breakdown yeah. episode. Because uh, I, I do have a lot to say about that movie yeah good and bad right but i almost need to have it 
fresh or playing right to really get into so you'd it be like oh yeah about this scene yeah like, I, I didn't really hate like it or yeah I loved that they gave us a branch after the first Halloween yeah because it's I think that's so smart yeah because it's just kind of like a choose your own adventure like if you don't like that way then follow the other path right you know um, overall I was fine with it uh, I have one big gripe <laughs> that people can't seem to answer yeah uh, which is the fact that the Jamie Lee Curtis character <sighs> how do I put this there's no reason the, the Michael's motivation was not to find Jamie Lee Curtis's character right a, a series of circumstances just led him there very convenient yeah yeah but it, that doesn't that negate like doesn't it make her character crazy yeah <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. It, it sure does. Yeah, because <clears throat> she wasn't preparing in case he happened to accidentally show up at the house. Right. She was preparing because she's like, if he ever gets out, he's coming for me. Right. And that wasn't the case. Right. Everyone's so like, calm down. Your he great heroine out there that you people love. <laughs> Give me Adrian Barbo any fucking day oh, of the week, please. Please do. And Adrian Barbo bot. That was from C Lab. <laughs> Um, I've met Adrian Barbo. Nice. And? Super nice lady. Good. I got her autograph for my dad because he had a big thing for her. Oh, uh, yeah. Nice. I don't know how big it was, but <laughs> he had a thing for her. Um, um, but yeah. no, I, 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 th- I thought it was fine. Like, it was it was entertaining. It was, you know, kind of what I expected. Um, there, was, there wasn't... I think the problem is, is that there wasn't really anything innovative about it. Like, it was just, it was just fine. You know, yeah, I, I felt like some of it um, crossed over into the Rob Zombie territory a little more than I wanted like it the to. Teeth, the teeth, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but I applaud a lot of stuff. I, I love that they show him without his mask for so long. Yeah, to kind of humanize this character that we've all seen as just a force, right? For so long, and to kind of show you, like he's just an old man. Yeah, I, I like a lot of with the, retard strength. <laughs> I like a, a lot of the. Um, Especially earlier on in the movie, some of the like framing choices uh, for for the for the shots, um, <clears throat> like you, spoiler I guess, um, when he shows up at the gas station, yeah, and you see him pull up, and then you see him walk into the garage, and then <sighs> almost out of frame, you see that he's clearly just right, just demolishing yeah, yeah. a dude, but. It does, that's not the focus. Like if if you're not paying attention, you might even miss it. Like yeah. kinda, like just like little choices like that. I really did dig. Sure. Um, and like I said, there's a lot that I do like about it. I, I don't. Yeah. I'm not upset that it exists. Um, I like that he straight up kills like a 12 year old kid. Yeah, like it's nothing. Yeah. Like, um. <laughs> probably my least favorite thing about it, and the thing that I would get into more if we were focusing on this. Yeah. Would be the horrible, horrible twist. Of the doctor. Yeah. That you saw from the moment you met the doctor. <laughs> the minute the doctor was like, I'm going to get on the bus too. Yeah. I, I knew. Sure. And you knew from the get-go this was no Loomis. Oh, yeah. Um, and then there's the silly shit with him putting the mask on. So I just did not care for that. That, I... I didn't hate the twist until the mask. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hated it before then, but as yeah. long as you're on board, we don't have to arm wrestle. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I would love to get deeper into that. I think the uh, the unsung hero of that film, uh, and I love it when this happens in a movie. The last one I can think of that really had an unsung hero. Yeah, was uh, the Nolan Batman trilogy where Gary Oldman. Oh yeah, I think is like the best thing out of the best part of those movies. Absolutely, acting wise, uh, Toby Huss mm. as the um, the husband, the the father of the of Jamie Lee's granddaughter. Right. He was so normal, yeah, and so not acting, right? Acting, yeah. you know what I mean. Uh, next time you watch it, concentrate on him. And I kind of welled up a bit when he when he meets his end. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, because of his performance. Yeah. Like I saw a lot of my own relatives, and like kind of oh, okay. goofy, funny, right? Like, you know. So yeah, props to Toby Huss. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> to- Toby Huss, the uh, voice of uh, Tracer. Tracer. <laughs> and I am thirsty. I got the pee pee cancer. <laughs> well, I didn't want you to find out this way, son, but I might as well go on and tell you I'm a Hulk. <laughs> For those not in the know, Venture Brothers is the best animated show of all time, and you need to get on it yep. if you haven't. That's the end right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I finished off a series that I've been putting off, and I think partially because I didn't want it to end. Uh, watch season three of Aish versus Evil Dead. Ah, yeah, it was I, good. I still need to. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, it certainly left it open. Yeah. Even though Bruce says never again. Right. So they probably shouldn't have left it open. Yeah. Um, I was uh, satiated. Sure. I was fine. Yeah. I was good. Um, and there's even a moment in that that I got a little misty-eyed, which was weird. Really? Yeah. All right. Um, just a, an excellent series. And, I mean, it, it did for the Evil Dead series what Kingdom of the Crystal Skull did for Indiana Jones, and I don't know why people got pissed <laughs> at Indiana Jones. It's Ash 30 years later. He's yeah. in pain. He sucks. <laughs> He's a terrible person, like, um, but it's it's wonderful, and the the su- supporting cast they got for Ash vs Evil Dead, it's oh, great, is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, the I didn't, can't remember either of their names, but the two sidekicks, yeah, and the chick, Boyo Kelly uh, is the character name. Um, uh, move aside, Ricky Lindholm, really, and make room. I mean, just move over like right. one spot, like y- y- no, stay it's here. a sectional, it's right. a sectional, so <laughs> right, we're good. It's a sex. Show. Oh shit! Yes, baby. <laughs> Get it? Did you ever see Bruno? <laughs> uh, well, that's, that, that's the My Wife movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my wife. <laughs> I do a really good impression of uh, Johnny Carson. Um, <laughs> that took a lot of turns. <laughs> it sure did. Oh, speaking of taking turns, you remember we used to play that game, uh, build a title. Yes. Cool. Yeah, it was like, it'd be like uh, The Godfather. Yeah. And then you would add to the beginning or end, so it'd be like The Godfather of the Bride. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found a couple from back when uh, Carl and I played one night. Oh, shit. That went so long that I was like, I got to write these down. Okay. They were in my Facebook memories the other day. Oh. Yeah. Uh, one is uh, Breakfast Club Dread Dawn of the 
dead. Girls just want to have fun with Dick and Jane. Air Bud E. Holly story of a boys on the sideways. Fuck. <laughs> That's pretty good. And the other one is, uh, don't be afraid of the dark night of the living dead girl with the dragon tattoo if by sea zen of the witches of east wicker man with the screaming brain man on the moon struck wow those are pretty good right masterful so yeah was it my turn <laughs> sure is it i don't know oh no i did ask versus evil dead oh yeah, yeah. yep it was good it, I, you know I think we got we got more uh, Ash than we deserved mm. as fans. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm trying to tighten my mic a little bit. Um, it's a new mic. All right. So next on my list, I, I'm just gonna kind of gloss over a little bit because yeah. we've we've talked about it a bit. Um, I put History of Horror on my list. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's a great series. Um, I've got that too, so I can mark that off. Yeah. Um, you know, it it uh, it. I like that they broke it down by subgenre. Like you know, like there's a zombies episode, and there's a you know possession episode, and you know, um, again on Shutter. Um, it's uh, it's well worth your time. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, it's fun. I concur. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have anything else to add. I, I love how they broke it up into sections. Right. Like zombies is an episode. Sure. Um, slashers has a two parts. Right. Uh, it's just well done. And it's, it's, it was put together by a guy who absolutely is a, uh, has real um, love and respect. For yeah. The and genre. knowledge. Yeah. A real student of, yeah. of the genre. It's really, really well done. Yeah. Uh, I watched and was a little disappointed in uh, Overlord. Ah, yeah. It wasn't a bad movie. Sure. At all. It was right. a good movie. Right. But it wasn't a good horror movie. Gotcha. Like, the horror kicked in way too late for me. Uh, oh, really? Like, most of it is just a really good World War Two movie. Sure. And then something happens, and you're like, oh, okay, so there's some horror. Right. But it's not it's not as much as I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be more Wolfenstein. Sure. And you get that vibe from it, but uh, not until much later. Yeah. Uh, as a film, I recommend it. But if you're going in thinking this is going to be Nazi zombies, mad right. scientists, you know, it's not it's not quite what you're hoping for. Yeah. Uh, I I'll pick it up um, once it drops in price a bit. I think um, because like I remember like seeing the trailers and being really interested. And I've heard pretty good things about it. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, I, I urge people to check it out. Like I said, it's it's not a bad movie. Uh, okay, uh, next movie for me. All right, okay then. All right, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, Let's fake it till we make it. Is a is a movie that uh, that you and I have discussed quite a bit, Let's actually. Donut till we frona. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, that... Is one of those movies uh, from a particular era that really um, didn't get the love that it deserved, and I'm not sure why. Like, for some reason, it's kind of shit on, and, and I don't understand it. You watched Man with the Screaming Brain? Nope. I watched uh, Ghost Ship. Oh, I love Ghost Ship. It's a great movie. It really is. Yeah. Um, 
It's uh yeah, I I thoroughly enjoy I forgot how much I like that movie. Yeah, people will typically it. say like the best I ever hear anyone say about that movie is, Well yeah, that one scene. Oh the, with the wire. Scene. Yeah. But I'm like, no. Yeah. I mean yes. Sure. It is but a great the scene. whole movie is really, really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Dark Castle was doing in the beginning with that Thirteen Ghosts. Yeah. House on Haunted Hill, they were on the right fucking path. I mean the, the the idea behind it, like, and for, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to fully flesh it out and spoil it, but like, just once you realize what exactly is going on, it's really interesting and really original. And deep into the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you're really trying to place, like, put shit together the whole way through. Yeah. Um, great performances. Gabriel Byrne yeah. is fantastic. Um Carl Urban is in this movie, who I'm mm-hmm. always happy to see pop up. I like him a lot. Country megastar Carl Urban. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. Very it's, good. It's yeah. on. Uh, I think we watched it on Netflix. Nice. Uh, yeah. So I have the DVD. Ah. Oh ghost ship! I don't think it's on Blu-ray. Uh, I rewatched Prince of Darkness. Love it. In the new, uh, was the Studio Canal? Yes. Um, big box set. It's great. It's just great. It's Prince of Darkness. It's John Carpenter. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> it really, to me, plays like John Carpenter's Italian film. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. it really doesn't feel American. Yeah. In a wonderful way, um, I think. It's a nice departure. Yeah. That doesn't get a lo- uh, enough love. Plus, Egg Shen is in it. He sure the fuck is. <laughs> Egg Shen and uh, Dr. Loomis yep. in the same fucking movie. And Alice Cooper. Come on. We're, we're good. Yep. Uh, let's see. What do I got next? Uh, I just looked at it. Um Okay. If you're still able to get that box set of Prince of Darkness, though, I highly recommend it. It's great. It's beautiful. You have a 4K Blu-ray, a regular Blu-ray, a DVD, and a soundtrack CD. Oh, I forgot about the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. And you get some lobby cards and a really great poster. Yeah. So, well worth it. But I think they're they're going fast. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what our conversation was that sparked me to remember this movie and make me rewatch it. Um, but it was like, it was one, it wasn't on the show. It was like a, a Friday night hangout kind of thing. And, uh, I was inspired to rewatch Faust love of the damned. <laughs> I know why. Cause we watched the, um, best of the worst that it was on. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, I unironically love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good movie. Uh, it's a Brian used a joint. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it's it's proto spawn, sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, it <laughs> didn't they figure out in the um, best of the worst that it actually came before spawn? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, um, I think uh, your pal McFarlane has a little explaining to do. Probably. Um, well. Um, I'd say uh, Faust Love of the Damned is um, the woolly swamp of uh, 
like gooey nineties yeah. low budget. Oh yeah, Brian Usner films. Yeah, uh, it kind of sucks, but it's kind of great. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, fun little bit of trivia. Uh, I I'm pretty sure it was the first thing I ever bought off of Amazon <laughs> in college. <laughs> So the, my first purchase on Amazon. This date, is what I'm talking about date, with your whims. <laughs> dating back to, I guess it would have been 2008, 2007, 2008. That was, that was my so first So pre-9-11. Purchase. Right. How old were you in 9-11? 2001. 2001. I don't want to know, do I? Probably not. Uh, I was 14. Just a pup. Yep. And then in an instant, your world changed forever. It sure did. I'm sorry I brought it up, man. <laughs> I was working at WSCT at the time, living in Danville. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Faust, Love of the Day. It's a gross movie. It is gross. <laughs> it's, it's really gross. You're like, oh, yeah, this guy made society. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is not gross at all. Uh, I'm going to save that one, I think. Uh, and I finished... An, oh, not finished. Well, yeah, I did finish because they aren't coming back. Uh finished another series uh, that unfortunately got a lot of flack for being a quote-unquote Evil Dead, Ash versus Evil Dead ripoff, uh, which it was not. Um, Stan Against Evil, yeah. which came on IFC. Uh, all three seasons are on Hulu now. Mm. Uh, and I finished season three. Is really great. Dana Gould put it together. Yeah, he's an amazing stand-up comedian, uh, old school horror fan from way back. He's got a great podcast where they talk about old horror a lot, called the Dana Gould Hour. And uh, he's the one that has the one of your favorite jokes about uh, Vincent Price when you're in a bar. <laughs> yeah, and you're single. You're like Vincent Price. Yeah, yeah. that's him. Yeah. But yeah, really, really good. It's very. Um, uh, I would say it's like uh, Buffy adjacent. Okay. Um, in some of its like structure. Sure. Um, but very whimsical. Like it, it's more or less like a monster of the week kind of thing, right? Um. Yes, but there's also an overarching story. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, it's a really really delightful series. I, I recommend anybody check it out. Also, it kind of reminds me of like uh. Todd in the Book of Evil. Sure. Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. Whatever. Um, not quite that goofy. Right. But, um, yeah, really good. Check and, it I, out. and I love that actor. Uh, oh, John C. McGinley? Yeah. Yeah, he's fantastic. And he's amazing in the show. The premise of the show, Dana Gould has said, is essentially, what if my dad woke up one day to find out that he was Buffy the Vampire Slayer? <laughs> love it. And it's like, his dad is like, in his 60s, right. drinks beer all the time, sits around and watches watches tv in a recliner right doesn't want to be bothered by anyone he's like that kind of dad yeah and it's great it's exactly that uh how about you buford what did you watch all right i've got i've got two left um i think one of them we both watched yeah um i've got one well i've got two left okay right on so you do yours that we didn't watch together i'll do mine that we didn't watch together and then we'll do the last one okay this show has gone longer than I think we thought it was going to. <laughs> um, 
So my last one that we didn't watch together, uh, I, actually, I actually watched uh, today. Uh, because for the listeners, we are recording on St. Patrick's Day. Hi, today, today, today. So I was one of those basic bitch horror fans who, on St. Patrick's Day, decided to watch. Oh no! Leprechaun. Really? I sure did. I thought you were joking when you said you might do that. Nope, sure didn't. Uh, wet pretzels up in this motherfucker. Uh, yeah, that movie. Look, <laughs> I'm looking. Look. If you go into it knowing what it is, <laughs> there is a chance that you're gonna have fun. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the first one. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's the only one I watched. I mean, I will like if someone says, "Hey, let's watch Leprechaun in Space." I'm down. I'm gonna do it. Uh, but that's probably the only other Leprechaun movie that I am up to watching. If me and said other person are planning on getting super fucking baked and watching it. Oh, well, yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm not watching that movie sober. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Leprechaun in Space? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, Leprechaun, uh, you know. Huh. (laughs) All right. Uh, Leprechaun is... I won. It is what it is. You know. You know what it is. You Le- know what it is. You knew what this was. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Sorry, I thought you were going to have more to say about Leprechaun. No. I had a mouthful of pretzels. I watched the uh, remake of Suspiria. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love it. Nice. I really do. I didn't think I was I didn't think I loved it. Yeah. While I was watching it. <laughs> Oh yeah, you, I think you told me about this. Like the culmination of the film yeah. made me love it. Yeah, and it stuck with you a bit. Yeah, it? for a few days. Yeah, and I'm not not just like the grotesquerie of it, right? But just the aura of the film. Yeah, it sticks to the basic structure and like quote unquote plot, <laughs> right? Of Argento's, but then it just then it makes sense. Okay. That's a tall order right yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, and the special effects are amazing. The soundtrack, Tom York, I think, did the soundtrack. Oh, shit. The score, okay. and it's great. Right. Um, Tilda Swinton should have gotten a goddamn Oscar. Yeah. She plays an old man. That's... But she plays two roles. She plays one right. of the Adams, but she also plays his old man, who I swear to God is an old man. It just, There's no... It doesn't look like prosthetics. It's in her performance as this old man. Yeah, seriously deserves way more accolades than we're given. But yeah, the movie overall is just it's it's hypnotic. Yeah, it's really really good. And even as I'm watching it, I'm like, "Fuck, this movie is long. It's not moving briskly." (laughs) Oh boy. Okay, two and a half hours really. And then I got to like the two hour mark, and I was like, "Oh." That's interesting. And then I got to like the last 10 minutes of it and I was like, the last 10 minutes of it made me kind of rewatch a lot of the movie in my head. Sure. And it all just clicked and I was like, oh my God, this is (laughs) fucking great. Yeah. Not like a usual suspects type of way where you see the bottom of the cup or whatever. (laughs) Right. But just, I don't know, man. I don't know how to describe it. It's People are going to hate me for this, but I, I much prefer it to Argento's. Really? Yeah. That, Wow. 
I mean, if I'm in the mood for Argento, mm-hmm. then definitely. I mean, I, I don't, I don't dislike it. Sure, but this is a really, really good film. Yeah, Suspira. Mm. Check it out. So our last film of the <laughs> evening. Now, I wouldn't say necessarily that I'm a fan of this series. Um, I don't, I don't hate it, but it's not really my subgenre that I that I tend to dip into that often. Sure. Uh, but recently, a little film called Puppet Master: The Littlest Reich came out. It sure did. Which, even when it was announced, I'm like, all right, well, that was bound to happen. Like, that's cool, I guess. And then I found out who starred in this movie. Uh, Hell Baby's own <laughs> Thomas Lennon. If you guys don't know by now, Ian and I are absolutely in love with Thomas Lennon. Yeah. I don't know why I always I, call him Thomas. I just love him. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's, uh, he's delightful. He's the best. And his 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 delivery in this movie is just so very real. <laughs> like it's uh he's fucking great yeah he is not playing this as like a silly horror movie comic relief type of thing like you would assume that he would yeah yeah no he's in it to win it yeah as ricky bobby would say richard robert excuse me right yeah (laughs) did they make that joke in that movie they should have you know i don't know it's been a while sons of bitches well uh i heard holmes and watson is really good Hmm? i didn't hear that i heard the opposite um, yeah, but yeah, it's it's crazy. As, uh, uh, <laughs> I've loved a lot of things that Thomas Lennon has done. Sure, the state was huge for me. The oh, sketch yeah. comedy show on yeah, MTV, yeah. Um, Reno Nine One One, I thought was very funny. Sure, um, you know, it was kind of like uh, it was kind of like um, uh, Aqua Teen, where like the later seasons I kind of dropped off a little. Sure, but funny. Sure. The movie they made was funny. Yeah. Out Cold. He's fantastic in Out Cold. But, like, his performances... Well, in Hell Baby, his performance was over the top. Sure. Um, be, it, because it had to be. Right. So to see the switch in Puppet Master is even more impressive. Yeah. But also, like, it's almost like uh, Toby Huss in Halloween, where it's like, his performance is so genuine. Yeah. In, yeah. a, in a puppet master movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, how? How is this happening? Uh, I don't know, Marco. <laughs> um, the uh, effects go from not great to pretty fucking great. Yeah, uh, in the movie, they're kind of all over the place. Yeah. Some some really uh, the not great ones kind of work though to remind you this is a puppet master sure, movie. You sure. Know? Like you thought this was actually a good movie. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> wait, wait. We'll be right back. Right. Um, the uh, the new designs and the new puppets are pretty fucking yeah. spectacular. Yeah. Um, the overall idea of of what's actually happening yeah. is is kind of cool. Um, really inventive. Some really inventive kills. Uh, yeah. Some may go a little a little too far. Sure. Uh, sure. A little too uh, on the nose. A little too far. Um, but uh, Udo uh, Kier is great. Is fantastic as. Um, no. Toulon. Toulon, yeah, yes. the uh, the puppet master. He's phenomenal in a wonderfully creepy scene at the beginning in a bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, Barbara Crampton. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. I still would. Still would. Just say it. So, you know, Barbara Crampton, or if anyone knows Barbara Crampton, or someone named That's how Barbara you do Crampton. it. That's how you do it. And then tonight I make a fake Barbara Crampton Gmail account, and we get this thing going, man. Yeah. If you want to view paradise. Wondrous. You want to go to your song, man? We're, we're over two hours. No shit. 210. All right. Bully Swamp, man. <laughs> I can play that again if you'd prefer. So, Richie is going to somewhat begrudgingly play this song. That's fine. Um, but this is a song that was very important to forming young Ian's musical tastes. It is Evanescence. It sure is. Um, I, I discovered this song when I, when I was quite young. And um, really my only, like, my musical taste had been uh, kind of formed by my family. Like, you know, I've talked about before. Like, Dad was like, he got me into the good classic rock. And Mom got me into the, the good side of, like, the 70s, 80s alternative stuff. And then my sister uh, got me into, like, the the good 90s, like, alternative grunge, you know. Toad um, the Wet Sprocket. Toad the Wet Sprocket. Uh, early STP, Alice in Change, like that. Toad the Wet Sprocket. Yeah. Um, but what, Seven Mary Three. Yep. <laughs> Toad the Wet Sprocket. <laughs> was spotted the ocean. And uh, <laughs> I think one of my first discoveries on my own musically was this song Toad. by Tool. Tool, Tool the Wet Sprocket? Uh, called uh, Sober. And... I really dug it. the The video for it was just so visually, like, incredible. Um, it was really my first delve into music that definitely had like a darker tone to it. That even like eight year old Ian could wrap his head around, mm. you know. Um, and you know, as time went on, I became a bigger and bigger fan of, of theirs. But uh, but yeah, so uh, let's dig into Tools Sober. Brought to you on YouTube by Grubhub.
That was the monkeys with sober. <laughs> Way to uh, pep everybody up with that one there, Ian. Well, you know, that's what I'm here for. Nicely done. I think people are going to really be dancing. I'm a dancing kind of guy. They're going to be dancing by their neck from a fucking ceiling <laughs> fan. Yeah. You monster. <laughs> Tell you what, the, that wind the other night. Yeah, may as well just name that shit Jack Torrance because it was tearing into me like I was Scatman Crothers. <laughs> That's true. It was. I thought that was a pretty good line from Friday night. Yeah, I don't remember good. most of them, but I remember <laughs> laughing a lot. We had a really good Friday. Hey, we should start a Patreon, and people that donate five dollars or more a month will get the Friday night. We'll start recording Friday night <laughs> just go. for Patreon. Right. If we were good, like if we had a listenership, that uh, wouldn't be a bad idea. No, no. So we know where we stand, but sometimes we like to pretend. Right. Like <laughs> if or we like were, if we were at this if, level. Yeah. 
if we were at this level, this would be cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could you imagine? Be- I hate to turn this into like a podcast about a podcast because God knows I've done that enough over the years uh, and episodes. Apologies. But could you imagine? And, and a lot of our listeners, I think, have podcasts as well. And could they imagine um, like being where last podcast on the left is? Oh, man. Like having a tour schedule. Yeah. Like living off of doing this. Yeah. It'd be the best. It would. It'd be it the, really would. It'd be the best around. So hit that share button. Guys. No one could ever bring us down. And we're bringing you with us, Robbie. <laughs> You're coming um, on the road with us. Pseudo Ludo. Yeah. Are about to uh, sort of do a relaunch type of thing, I think. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, they've been dormant for a bit. But I was talking to Monstro the other night, and he says they're kind of on the upswing and to expect some stuff coming up soon. Awesome. You can still get a lot of their old stuff, which is amazing, especially if you don't have it. Prints and pens. Prints and pens. So you can hashtag get your pen game going. Yeah. Um, Pseudo Ludo. Big Cartel. Pseudo Ludo. Pseudo Ludo. Big Cartel. There you go. Hadn't fucked that one up in a while. Yeah. Um, for all your macabre needs, seriously, uh, we go on and on about them. Um, and we wouldn't if they didn't deserve it. Exactly. So. That's exactly the case. Two amazing people, Monstro and Pam, uh, who are diehard horror fans, who yeah. are very talented, <clears throat> who put their wares out there for a very affordable price. Yeah. Uh, and then you're faced with the surprise, the plethora of all the ancillary stuff that you get when you order just one pen. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Phantasm trading cards yep. made by them. Hellraiser you know, trading Hellraiser cards. Hellraiser trading cards made by them. Just It's amazing. So definitely go there and support them. Tell them We Belong Dead sent you, and you will get no money off. But it would be nice to know. Yeah. Um, is that it? I think so. I got one more thing I was going to talk about. Ah. Oh, you know what this means. So I was watching Ghostbusters the other night. Yeah? I say the other night. It was like two months ago. We haven't recorded it in a while. Um, But yeah, I was watching Ghostbusters. Like I do once every 12 days or so. Sure. And seriously, this is a movie I've seen well over 100 times. Yeah. One of my all-time favorite films. A a childhood, like, like, pinnacle-type moment. Right. Um, seen it numerous times as an adult. I think I did a po- uh, we uh, recorded a podcast uh, with Ben doing a commentary track for it. I yeah. think early on with uh, dispatches. There's a moment, a very tender, touching moment that I never put together before at the end of that movie. Okay, they're about to cross the streams. Right, they don't know what's going to happen. They're assuming they're going to die. Right, sure. I always knew these two lines, but I never like thought about what okay. they meant Ray turns to Peter uh-huh. and says been good working with you Dr. Vinkman Peter turns back to Ray and says see you on the other side Ray I nearly bawled when I put these like the what this actually meant between those two guys okay and maybe I'm reading too much into it, but sure. it, it blew my mind. And as I get older, I get more emotional yeah, and shit like I, that. I, I've, you know. I've gotten that bug as well. Ray turning to Peter and saying, 
been nice working with you, Dr. Vinkman. Yeah. Like, the one thing that Vinkman, I think, wants in his life is respect. Sure. And for him to refer to him as Dr. Vinkman. Okay. And not Pete. Right. Or Peter. Or right. Vinkman. Right. Been nice working with you. Right. I'm taking you seriously as a colleague. Sure. And then for Peter to return with C on the other side, Ray. Yeah. The one thing Ray wants is friendship. Right. Not Dr. Stance. Right. And like a positive C on the other side, Ray. Right. My friend Ray. It's It was just this weird like... Okay. Just within two lines, it's like so much of these guys' relationship like just came out. Right. For me, and it's I never... just a very real moment that you yeah. really picked up on. Yeah, yeah. it was just two lines. Like, it, yeah, good lines. It's whatever. Sure. But then I like <laughs> picked him apart, and was just like, wow, like to call him Doctor Vinkman is acknowledging, you know, what you want acknowledged. Right. Me calling you Ray is acknowledging the opposite, which is what you want. Right. And it's just this mutual like, if this is the end. We're men, so we can't say I love you. <laughs> right. So we're going to hide it in these two right. respectful things that, I don't know, it just, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but. No, I I, uh, I can see that. I think this theory needs to go viral. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> just watch, and, and watch, watch the movie again. <laughs> I promise I'm not getting teary-eyed. Watch the movie again soon, even if you just fast forward to that part. Yeah. And. Check out their delivery and like their body language and stuff too. It just, all right. It's it's great. It's a like Pete is almost, um, Murray at the end of Scrooged. Like, oh, okay. Like nearly tearing up. Sure. Almost. He like glances at Ray. Yeah. And won't look at him. <laughs> it's great. It's so that blew me away. We are we belong dead. This was episode sixty two. Yep, I think so. Let me let me double check. Because, you know, I hate to be wrong about anything tonight because I've been on a roll. <laughs> Check us out at webelongdead at gmail.com. It is 62. Good. Okay. Uh, and let us know. Hey, here's something, Robbie or anyone else listening, Stephen, whoever, uh, Drew, any, someone we don't know. That would be fine, too. Um, do you think it would be worth it for us to put together a like a free website? Like, I don't want to pay a monthly thing for a website. Sure. We did that with Church of the Holy Weirdo. Yeah. And uh, I can't, just can't afford to right now. Right. But I was thinking, like, Wix. has sure. like You can make a free website. It's like kind of like a cheesy... Right. Like, it's a free website. It's a GeoCities, you know. <laughs> but is that something we should do? Like, you know, we could like, write, you know, reviews and stuff like that. Right. Or our two cents or, you know, news or... Should we? What do you guys think? Would you go visit it? Uh, but for now, you can find us on uh, Facebook, We Belong Dead Podcast. Um, Twitter for Ian is IMM1987. Yep. I'm Lono Saves. I don't know why we give those out anymore. Robbie's the only one that uses them. Um, we Belong Dead Pod at gmail.com. Uh, Facebook page. Uh, Instagram, We Belong Dead Pod. 
Uh, I am Lono Mojo, or currently Flono Mojo. I don't know if you saw that. No. Oh, face yeah. flop made you. <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> off-putting. It was great, wasn't it? I um, <laughs> check out my Instagram. It's at Lono Mojo, and I uh, did a face swap with Flo, the waitress from Alice, and it turned out fucking hot, like hotter than I expected. And I expected it to be pretty fucking hot. Yeah. So, I think that's about it. Have you seen? I've seen it. Sure have. We saw quite a few things this week. We went down quite a rabbit hole this uh, this week's episode. Yeah. I had fun. I hope yeah. everybody enjoyed listening to it. We went down to the Woolly Swamp. We sure did. We got sober. We did. We drove you insane at one point. <laughs> talking <laughs> about the I bought a vampire motorcycle. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it was a good time. Can't wait to see you guys next time. It's probably going to be another uh, non-focused episode. Um... But we'll probably have a few games to throw in next sure. time. We'll um, do a word sneak or something like that. Yeah. But uh, thanks for, for joining us. Hit that share button. And uh, as always, remember, uh, I'm never good at the timing with this. Uh, remember to always raise a glass, clink it with a buddy, uh, and do that. To a new world of gods and monsters. When in this twilight world I've met the challenge and proved forever which of us March 29th, opening night of The Last Drive-In, the series on Shudder, starring me, Joe Bob Briggs, doing more of that freaky stuff you love. A double feature every week hosted by Joe Bob Briggs, written by Joe Bob Briggs, directed by Joe Bob Briggs, produced by Joe Bob Briggs. I'll be working the camera, I'll be working the sound. Special effects by Joe Bob Briggs, lighting by Joe Bob Briggs, with a special appearance by one or two guests who will be fascinating, not for their intrinsic value as people, but because they're being interviewed by Joe Bob Briggs, me, kicking ass on the last drive-in, the series. I'll be kicking so much ass, I'll probably kick my own ass.